Jen, I'm Moogie. And I'm Mina. And we're Migi Mail, a podcast made by two friends that discuss the vast world of content creation. And today we're talking about commissioning culture. I just had a thought while you were saying the introduction. Like, what if we were like, when I say, and I'm Mina, and together we went, and we're Migi Mail. Do you That's going to lag. Do you think we could time it, though? Like... Us personally, Mina, do you why, are you think- give, why are you giving me more work? I'm I already edited the making no, 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 podcast. We don't have to do it. giving me more. We don't have work. to do it. We don't have to do I'm it. Being I'm being just slaved <laughs> over here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think it'd be cute if we were like, and we're Mickey Mail. <laughs> <laughs> and then it could be a bit that we're always off, like a little off. That's a terrible bit. <laughs> I think that's a great bit. But you know what's even greater bit? Commissioning culture. So. <laughs> But yeah, um, <laughs> so me and Mina thought it'd be cool to talk about this today because over the past, I want to say maybe, I want to say honestly the past few months, it just keeps like coming up in like yeah. little bursts of like bubbles. Yeah, like every but, every few weeks, the same discourse just like resurfaces. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the same people talking. <laughs> just constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Side eye. <laughs> Side eye. I'm not gonna but say yeah, the name. <laughs> it's the it's the discourse of um commissioning culture. Cause recently there's been a lot of people, namely a lot of clients, who've been standing up and being like, we don't want to have delays anymore. If you can't finish a commission, we should get refunded, right? And a lot of uh artists have taken this in a very extremist point of view and yep. taken offense to it. Um, and so we were like, okay, let's talk about it. What's going on here? Yeah, because Mookie has um, experience commission uh, being like the commission, the commissionee, the commissioner. I am the commission e. Yes, commissionee, the commission e. And I have extensive experience being the commissioner. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hold on, is that? I think it's opposite? the other way around. Is it opposite? <laughs> I think it's the other way around. I am the com- no, no, no. You are the commissioner because you're commissioning me. I am the commissioned e. Because you're, I'm being commissioned. I pay right? people for art. Moogie gets paid to I do things. I get money. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think we we both have like kind of like we're on we're not on different sides because I think we actually converge a lot when it comes to our, our mm-hmm. stand like our ideas like yeah. about the topic and we'll get into that deep like detail later. But um, we we come from two different perspectives because I've never offered commissions before. Yeah, so like, and. I- I think I have a yeah. lot of extensive views on both not only like the commissioning scene in terms of like being a person who does work for art. I mean, sorry, work for money. Whoa, <laughs> work for art. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, get paid in exposure. <laughs> hey, guys, right now, uh, making a podcast. We're holding a uh, a, a, a competition. Uh, draw us free shit and you'll get absolutely nothing in return. Thanks. You know, I could actually use an intern to help me edit the stuff for Migi Mail. That'd be pretty cool. I can't give you anything else in return. Hiring but. intern for exactly negative $4. You pay us $4 to work on our stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I, have a, I have had a lot of experience in terms of not only like just the actual online sphere freelance work and mm-hmm. commission work, but also like I come from a fine arts perspective. Um, I've worked in fine arts before. I've done volunteering stuff. I've done interning stuff. Mm-hmm. I know like a lot of extensive knowledge on how the industry outside of like freelancing works. Yeah. So I think it offers a pretty nuanced perspective to like the whole issue and discourse surrounding what's been going on in this space right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to like generally summarize the discourse that keeps popping up um i, I think you did a, a bit earlier as well 
Mm-hmm. But, but you can um, go ahead. Yeah, please go ahead. Because I didn't read this in full. You did. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so what spurred it on was a tweet. Because what else? What else do VTubers do other than tweet all day? <laughs> it's always oh. fucking Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was joking around earlier saying that this is going to be the episode that actually gets us canceled. But um, yeah, I mean, like, again, I said it before, you can cancel us once you finish your wait list. But, you know, I'll, I'll refrain. Um, so basically, commissioners or the people who pay artists for art are kind of getting a bit annoyed with being sidelined for months on end without any communication for their commissions. And then kind of like it being seen like a um, like an inconvenience to the artist to ask for updates or to ask, like, hey, where's my art? Or like, hey, like, are you working on this? Like, can I have an update? And then being like completely seen as an inconvenience because um, I actually saw a post recently. I think it was one that kind of sparked the debate before the tweets I sent you, Mugi, mm. where um, someone was like asking for like updates for like about six months. And they hadn't mm-hmm. heard from the artist. So then they uh, offered a chargeback or they did a chargeback on PayPal. Uh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. the artist instantly messaged them like, well, now I'm even more in debt thanks to you. Like oh, instantly when they were going months without. side eye. <laughs> <laughs> Criminal offense side yeah. eye. <laughs> and I was like, bruh, you didn't respond for months on end. And this person like got fed up of it because they're being ghosted. Like they're not getting any updates. They don't know what's going on. Like they don't know if the artist is working on it or not. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, what, like from the client point of view, like if you were, let's say, remove this from the art setting. If you were just in a normal job and you're like client, you're working like with a client and they reach out to you for months on end and you just don't respond, like they're going to fire you. Mm-hmm. like it's I don't, I don't understand where like the disconnect is i think it's it's because so my perspective on all this like i don't want to uh how to say like completely disregard one side yeah like the artist because again i, I do think it's unreasonable to a certain extent mm-hmm. but it's also like we live in a society and a culture that we live in a society huh? we live in a society <laughs> is this another <laughs> It's, I'm not going to say the name and we live in a society. Um, but we live in a society where, you know, like mental health, you know, personal issues, they aren't really taken into consideration for a lot of different things for school, for work, you know, even for like family stuff, you know, like your parents sometimes don't even like take that into consideration when, you know, considering like your personal well-being. Yeah. Like it's just with this, we live in this society. Right. And so I think like almost it's almost as if, um, it's been so long. So I'm going to talk a little bit about like past commission culture. Um, okay. I don't know if you would have any experience in this, Mina. No, my first commission experience is when I decide to become a VTuber. Okay. So in the past, commission and culture has been, I want to say, very exploitative. It's still kind of exploitative in a sense of like, um, like people still don't know how to price themselves. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, uh a lot of times, like, people outsource to, like, smaller, uh, you know, artists or artists who live in lower-income countries who maybe offer less pricing, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. But back in, like, I want to say, like, 20, like, 2012, 2010, right? Like, commissioning culture was extremely exploitative in a sense oh, of, really? like, it was, like, one of those things that the client would ask anything, the client's always right kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. artists were so uncertain about freelancing, about doing this as an actual business. A lot of them charged dirt cheap. They uh, would just yeah, not yeah, yeah. charge at all, you know? 
And uh, a lot of clientele would take advantage of this and they would ask for more things or they would ask for revisions. And because there was no TOS, you know, mm -hmm. there was this like no kind of boundary that was created. Um, and so I think because of that, because there's a lot of artists who maybe came from that or ha have realized that that used to be the culture, they now are taking autonomy onto themselves to be like, no, this is my art, this is my work. And thus, I can say what I want on it. You know, yeah. like, uh, that makes sense, right? Oh, yeah. I Again, completely agree with that. It's like this, like, weird shift in... Um, like, power? Power, yeah. yeah. In the sense of, like, like you have been taking advantage all this time of us. And now we want to be the ones in, like, the... I guess the... Um, the What's the word? Like, uh, in control? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in control. I can totally and, understand, like that perspective and i think that's like there needs to be, there needs to be balance you know of Thanos, course, yeah it's always Thanos balance. was right <laughs> <laughs> maybe not about the homicide part but <laughs> yeah I, yeah it, there needs to be balance of course end of the day like you can't expect your clientele to be someone you know end of the day like your clientele are also humans they're not yes. just people who are just like giving you money right but you can't also uh like I think like the clientele also uh, is in a position where like there's been uh, a lot of experiences in which clientele have taken advantage of freelance artists yes. because they have no TOS, because they have uh, no like company backing them, because they have no other means of, you know, like going against them. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, I think it's like there needs to be like a mutual understanding on both sides that like, you know, patience and like understanding in that is required. But with that also comes the necessity of being professional, right? Because it's like, if you're going to do a professional uh, service, you know, there has to be a professional, uh, like... Standard. St exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think, like, it, it's really strange because it's like, you want to talk about both perspectives in this nuance because I think both perspectives have valid points. Mm -hmm. It's just like... It's really difficult when it becomes a, like, you know, like, oh, you're doing this because you don't understand. It's like not that we under don't understand. It's yeah. that, you know, there needs to be a degree of communication whenever you have these issues arise, right? Like, you can't just brush it off and mm -hmm. go somewhere else because you feel, quote unquote, guilty. Like, that's not professional. Yeah. Like, um, I think a lot of this discourse, it comes from... Um so I'm going to talk mainly from like just like the client side because that's just like that's a perspective I understand like a bit more where mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the artists that are getting offended by people saying like, you know, finish the art or refund like or refund. And I think a lot of the people who are getting offended are just kind of being intentionally obtuse about like the actual point and the actual issues on hand where it's not mm -hmm. like this isn't for the people who are dealing with clients that ask for updates every single day. These are for people who have been patient and have been waiting for like months on end. And have still gotten like no response or anything from um, any like of the of, like the artists that they're commissioning. Like I know like both of us have cases where I'm going on two years, you're going on three years, waiting for like yeah, a sixty dollar commission. <laughs> where it's just like the person like flat out disappeared. Like that's a scam at the end of the day. Like it's a scam. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's a scam. But it almost feels like it's taboo to even call people out. Like that's a scam because all the other artists. I don't want to say that maybe they're projecting a little bit or maybe they partake in some of those practices. I don't know. I don't really commission Twitter artists very often where um, 
like that's not the point like the point is a lack of communication if it takes you a year it takes you a year but communicate with your client when they ask for updates like hey what like i i, I got this commission at this time like on this day let's say i ordered it in january mm-hmm. and you told me by like may it'd be done and let's say you go through some life shit and like you know life happens and nothing is you know you never know when you, you need more time but the artist just goes awol and they don't respond to the client at all like yeah they're gonna feel like they got ghosted and they're gonna want their money back versus like let's say april comes around like the artist is really going through it and then just message the, the client like hey i'm so sorry like there's gonna be a slight delay like is that okay like i just i'm going through something personal and i just need more time and i feel like nine times out of ten the client's gonna be way more understanding if they just communicated i just think i think one thing uh that really bothers me about um I guess like like online sphere freelancing mm-hmm. is the fact that like this communication should be expected, right? It yeah. should be something that is just the baseline level of respect that you have in a, you know, commercial and uh commercial experience, right? Exactly. Yeah. And but the thing is it's like I think there's so many creators online who are almost like treating this as like how do I say? It? It's like more like a hobby. Not even that, but they almost treat it in a in a in a like degree of seriousness that doesn't match like uh doesn't match like professional work because oh, of the fact that there's no consequence. Yeah. So they're treating and I think it a lot that's more casually. the big issue. Yeah. I think that's the big issue. It's because there's this whole uh there's this whole like like nuance of this is a casual commission you know like i'm mm-hmm. getting this because i want it it's a luxury thing but then also like because that's taken so casually the person who actually works on the piece mm-hmm. also takes it casually and doesn't take you know doesn't give it the effort that it deserves when yeah. it should be given the effort of professional work right yes but i think that's the issue it's because like think about like a corporation commission someone right yeah. if a corporation i think commission anyone these people like, I think, like, the contract would be signed, first of all, right? Mm-hmm. Contract would be signed. There would be an official de- uh, deadline. There would be, like, uh, you know, weekly checkups probably for, like, you know, progress work and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then the final piece would be delivered, right? In yeah. the specific file formats that they would want it. But when you're just commissioning an artist on Twitter, you you DM them, you know? I, you just message them. You send them an yeah. email. And, it's and then so you tell them hard. what they want. And it's just a verbal contract. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing else, you know? Like, there's literally nothing bounding them. And I know, like, with PayPal, you only have six months to file a chargeback if you don't hear back from them. And, like, most times, artists need mm-hmm. more time. And it's, like... Yeah. It's, like, almost like it's completely based off of trust when it's, like... Because it's all personal. It's interpersonal, like, business. And it's just, like... I don't know. It's it's so easy for both sides to take advantage of the other. Where... Mm. I also feel like a lot of artists have been hurt before by clients. Like I, I've heard at least like four horror stories from every artist friend mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. nightmare clients. But it like also like um, I I I don't know. It's it's hard. I, I feel like open it's communication. It's really difficult. Yeah, it's just like the most important thing. But I also think communication is just a very important thing in general to have between like especially professional settings. 
because like yeah whenever it involves money because it's like that's especially money yeah when that's not just small shit it's not just like a fucking like you know our trade of fan characters you know like (laughs) it's it's money this is real money that i made you know like yeah you know and then when when, um i've seen like some discourse go around where some artists are like well we need the money like to pay our rent and like all of that but i'm like okay what about the clients who are giving you that money who are expecting Mm -hmm. a service back and like in response to that I think so another thing like, that's not real money i don't understand another thing is is that like like art itself is a luxury right yeah and if you're providing a service that's a luxury like for a lot of artists on twitter who just really just do anime art and you know don't do anything else you know that's that's a luxury piece like yeah. you're not gonna ever need anime art like graphic design you need it for branding like mm-hmm. you know you need it for um uh visual like visual commercials or like stuff like that right there's like other things that are pertinent to that thing but like if you're getting a fan art of a character it's it's i don't know man i need it (laughs) (laughs) okay maybe you need it (laughs) my mental health is riding on it i need it (laughs) i've actually never commissioned um fan art before i've commissioned like of my character but not of like pre-established characters I don't think I've ever commissioned fan art either. But I know there's a lot of people who do. Yeah. I think that's like, that's the the thing I'm trying to get at. It's like, mm-hmm. there is a market for it. But the thing is that market's luxury. And you're, if you're relying on like this market specifically for your rent and you're taking on more work than you can promise mm-hmm. and you still can't make rent, maybe it's time to consider doing something supplemental. Yeah. That is consistent. Like, it, it's it's not even this isn't this isn't me even like just trying to be mean and being like yeah. oh get a job you know like because i think freelancing is a really promising thing especially with the rise of youtubing especially with the like you know the the boom of like creative work online there's people who like have jobs literally just doing coding for streamers doing yeah. you know um like like graphics doing stuff like that they mm-hmm. have made jobs out of this like there's nothing wrong with freelancing but if it's not working for you mm-hmm. then maybe it's time to consider getting something to supplement it you know yeah, like, like i don't think every person should offer up commissions because you have to be your own boss and i don't think every person can be their own boss some people need like an, an outside figure to kind of like manage them and to make sure they're mm-hmm. on track like sometimes just having that structure of like someone telling you what to do for your day job just really helps like some people just stay on track and what they have to do and like i think with like the current age of the internet as well as kind of glorified side hustles and glorified mm-hmm. having to make money off of like any hobby that you like personally have where i think a lot of casual artists i probably wouldn't have offered up commissions in the first place or feel like they kind of have to because they make art where they're like oh like mm-hmm, I, well, mm-hmm. everyone else is doing commissions i should too even if they don't have like that necessary like business drive or like motivation to want to work on someone else's art or like someone else's mm-hmm, ideas mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of artists, like, don't, like, they get a lot of art block when it's not, like, their own ideas. Yeah, and, and that's totally valid. Because, yeah. okay, I remember, okay, this is a conversation I actually had with my model artist. Um, but we had a <laughs> bit of a, we had a bit of an issue. Because it was, like, I had a lot of revisions I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was in the right to make those revisions because, like, they hadn't responded to me in over a year. You know, they yeah, gave me no progress updates. Communication. Um, I and speak so, from, from experience because <laughs> I have the same model. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear from them for over over a year, like in progress wise. Yeah. And partially the reason why was because I was on wait list. But then that wait list, the original wait list time I was promised was delayed another like four months. 
And yeah, so I felt like I was in the right to make, you know, revisions and ask for revisions because it was like, I'm paying a good amount of money for this. Mm -hmm. I have been waiting very patiently for when they were, you know, free and opened up to work on my commission. I think I have the right to ask for revisions, right? But mm -hmm. it almost felt like every single time I asked for revisions, it was just re-asking the same things that I had originally asked for. Yeah. Because they just did not read my original prompt and give me what I want. <laughs> and at that point, it's not even revisions anymore. It's yeah. just, I wasn't listened to, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. get what I had asked for. And that's an issue. But I remember something distinctly they said that really like put me on edge. Um, and they basically said something along the lines of, um, it feels like you don't like me for my style, but you're only using me for my technique. Oh, I like, remember that. To some extent, yes, I am using you for your technique because I like your technique. It. No, but that's, that's exactly the way we, people yeah. commission people. <laughs> your technique is your style. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I think um, in, in your case, you came in it with wanting like a design commission as well. And I, I don't know, because when I commissioned them, the process was a lot different because I mm -hmm. initially came in like, hey, I already have the design. I want you to draw it. And so they just did that exactly. And mm -hmm. it did take a while because I was also on wait list for about a year. But um, just getting a response from this artist is like tooth and nail, dude, you guys. Like, it is so hard to get them to respond to emails. But I, eventually I got it and it was all fine and dandy. And we're waiting for Mookie to get uh, your model. That'd be great. We can finally match. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Boys. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Finger crossed. <laughs> but um, it's... It was hard. And I think especially in like in your case, there's also that language barrier, which I think wasn't mm -hmm. helping because like there's only so much translations can do to like really get the point across. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's I really frustrating was probably a thing on their end. Oh, 100 <laughs> yeah. percent, dude. And I will say I will say it. I understand. I get it. Right. Because as an artist myself, I have had clients who have, you know, I give them something. It's exactly what they asked for. Like it matches their Pinterest mood board and it yeah. uses the assets they gave me. And then they'll get it and they'll be like, oh, it's not exactly what I was looking for. And I'd be like, I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what are you I, looking I don't for? Know, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I remember, oh my God, I don't think I ever told you, but there's this one client I had mm -hmm. who I did a set of overlays for. Um, and I gave them the overlays, like, and I, I gave them, like, in progress, like, uh, oh. screenshots, too. Like, yeah. I, I showed them what the sketch was going to look like. I showed them the color scheme. And I showed them, you know, like, what I was envisioning the final to look like in, like, a very rough sketch, right? Yeah. And then I gave them the final, and they're like, hmm, it's not exactly what I was looking for. And I was like, I don't know what, what, what you what, mean what? by that, <laughs> because you approved every single work in progress that yeah. I had, you know? And it was frustrating because when they gave me, so I was like, okay, let's try this again. Mm -hmm. And they gave me another Pinterest mood board, right? Was it completely and different? That Pinterest mood board was completely different. Yeah. Bruh. It was, it was just completely different. Bruh. Like not a single overlap in image. And I was like, okay, this is just, this is just another, this is just another commission at this point, yeah. you know? And oh, that's at that annoying. point, it's it's difficult because like at that point, I was pretty new to the commission scene as well, mm -hmm. right? I didn't understand that I should have charged for another whole commission if they were going to want to want to have that be revised, right? Yeah. Because at that point, I was like, oh, I kind of had this thing in my mind of like the old commission uh, culture style of the clients always right, like make yeah. the client happy kind of thing, right? And so like I just did it. I just redid it for free, you know? 
You see, and this but is like, why artists have like the no major revisions exactly. after exactly. a certain and point. This they've is been why hurt. they've been hurt. It's, it's because so many people have been burned by yeah. the lack of professionalism in clients as well. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the issue, I think. That's why this this whole conversation is so hard to like have a definite answer on because it's like both parties have wronged each other in multiple ways in the past before. Yeah, and it's difficult to reevaluate that relationship especially when there's so much hostility you know and i also think um with like you know the rise of vtubing a lot of more like people who weren't commissioning or commissioning that like never had in the past don't understand that animosity either on either end Mm -hmm. and so they're just going in it confused like why are these people not communicating with me like Mm -hmm, i just mm want to get this commission like what's going on Oh man, Mina, I uh, can I can I talk to you about some uh <laughs> Oh god, oh god. So it's not that bad. It's just um it, it was just such a different world. So I come from the Utaita community, right? Yeah. Um as you guys probably know, I've talked about this a lot, but in the Utaita community, there was basically no payments anywhere. No one paid for art, no one paid for mixes, no one paid for video animations, nothing. Everyone just did it. I'm sorry. Every time you talk about the Utah community, I'm just like imagining like the wild, wild west. Everyone's like walking around with cowboy hats and they go into like a booth and they're like, you want a battle? No, dude, it really (laughs) fucking was though. Like, oh my God. I remember. um, So basically when I came into the VTubing scene, right? And then suddenly people were actually taking money for mixes. I was like, excuse me you're paying for this you're paying for me to do this i got paid 150 dollars for a four minute mix and i was ecstatic it took me six hours to mix that shit but i was like i got 150 dollars for this before i got nothing oh my god like in my head i was like holy shit people are paying for these services you know you're taking their money you're like hot sucker no i really did i was like I'm winning, man. This is this is life. I'm fucking winning. <laughs> but like, I think that's the big difference. And like, um, people who like came from that scene and versus mm-hmm. like the VTubing scene, VTubers are so uh, willing to pay for these yeah. things, and they're so willing to give their artists like the benefit of the doubt. They're so willing to you know uh, be accommodating to their artist. Back then, dude, I had this one. I had this one girl who like asked me to do a mix for her like friends so okay i oh god we have to backtrack a little bit for this oh god um so back in vtuber culture not vtuber sorry uh utaite culture um people would do these things called birthday choruses which would literally be like you basically get a bunch of friends together and you sing a song for a friend and you mix it you get a cute video and it's like dedicated to them and stuff like that right that's cute so it's really cute yeah but i was uh Enlisted. I was enlisted. I was was not hired. I was not paid for this shit. I was enlisted to do a mix for a birthday chorus. Mm -hmm. And originally it was two people. It was just going to be a duet. Yeah. And then it became six. What? I had to mix six tracks. That shit took me two days to finish. Like two full working days. Like I worked on it like from day to night. And after it was done, she Uh was like, oh... You didn't add in the harmony harmonies, so can you do that? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm tired. Oh but it was—it's so crazy because back then, right? The whole thing was that 
like the com- the commissioner is always right kind of thing, right? But they weren't even paying and you. They weren't even the exactly. commissioner. That's the thing. That's the thing, though. It's this idea that like the client or the person you're doing the work for needs yeah. to be satisfied. And the clients mm. back then, I think because of the fact that they weren't paying, there was almost this like weird reverse psychology of even more entitledness I because say, they weren't paying. I will say people who get free art are the most entitled people on earth. Like people who uh-huh. win giveaways. Yeah. Holy shit. The, mm-hmm. the entitlement from that commission versus people who pay like for a full commission. It's so different. That's why like I'm saying that it, you really like this this like twitter sphere uh online freelancing culture it's just it's so far removed from anything professional yeah and i feel like we're only just starting to make way to like the like slowly inching towards the like idea of professionalism within mm-hmm. the sphere which is why there's so much like hostility within uh parties because people have been burned before yeah. due to the lack of professionalism right but it's also like you can't take that burn and then be unprofessional in turn because like you were hurt. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think and some some artists need to like understand that. And some clients need to be taught that as well, where it's like, hey, man, listen, like don't ask for updates every hour. Like be kind. Like don't try to switch up the entire commission because like you had a sudden change in mood like after the final sketch got approved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Man, this is why I skeb. <laughs> honestly, I, I personally, I think that should be an adopted. It, it should be an adopted uh, method, like an adopted procedure. Yeah. Not in the sense of like no communication, like skeb, you can't communicate with your artist, right? But I, in the I sense of like skeb, I, I have some I have some issues with skeb. I, I, there were some things I wish they would change. But yeah, for like the <laughs> most part, uh, I think it, that method works really well. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is more so like the idea of you send in a request. If the person wants that request, they can take it. If they don't want it, they can reject it. Yes. And then there is a 60-day period in which they can work on it. They if can they don't finish the it. Period, uh, if they want. I think it goes up oh, to like really? 120 days. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the, uh, the, artist can set, not, the artist can set whatever time that they want ah. the deadline to be. But That's, regardless, I yeah. think it's like the idea that you set amount of time that you can promise the client that you'll get it in or you'll get a refund. Yes. You know? I think that's fair. That's perfect. At the end of the day, like as much as like I do get disappointed if an artist like doesn't end up finishing my commission, especially if it's an artist I really like, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, it's not the end of the world. You know, it's like I get my money back. We're all good. Yeah. At the end of the day, they had issues. If there was something going on in their life, I can understand that. And I still get my money back. Mm-hmm. It's whatever, right? Even though I waited, you know, 120 days for it, I still feel a little bit bummed out, but it's not a scam. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's a not scam. A scam. <laughs> I'm hurt, but I didn't get scammed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but this idea of like almost guilt tripping your client and like making them feel bad for you. Yes. That's where it kind of becomes muddied water. Yeah, because it, it's almost like some people want to be treated professionally, but also want the benefit of the doubt of being an individual. Mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. no 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 you got to pick one or the other sweetie you can't have both where it's like you're either going to be full professional business mode like when you're dealing with clients or like mm-hmm. you just do it completely casually and like you have to have that up front but you can't like expect the client to treat you professionally while also giving you the benefit of the doubt of like it being casual mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think it's like it's also like this idea that you can be kind and also be firm you know yes. That's that's one thing I think a lot of people forget. It's like there's no issue in 
being blunt about your words, but you can still offer words of reassurance, you know? Mm -hmm. There's nothing like, for example, uh, I'm going to use myself as an example, actually, because I recently had a heart attack and I had to delay some Moogie Mart uh, meetings because of it. Like we had meetings set already in place and, you know, because I had a heart attack, I was like, hey guys, I had a heart attack. I uh, got to push this back, you know, maybe a week or so. I'll see you guys Which maybe like- Which is totally understandable. Yeah, right? It's like, it's totally understandable. And no one was mad about it. They were like, I mean, oh, thank you for communicating. Get, if someone's going to get mad at it, I'm like, okay, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <I'm> like <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, I feel like some people would get mad about it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, why aren't you working? Like, why don't you just finish this earlier then? Or why don't you just do this earlier? Stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there's always going to be ways people for people to be annoyed by an inconvenience, you know? <laughs> yeah, but the thing on, is, it's... Fix your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I will grovel. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like, what I'm saying is like, there, there's some messy people out there yeah. and there will be clients who will try to find... Uh, excuse for your inconvenience, you know? Yeah. And like, but the thing is, it's like when I, when I messaged everyone on Moogie Mart, I was like, hey guys, had a heart attack. I'm in a hospital. You know, I won't be able to get you, get to the people who I promised I would meet with this week. So we'll reschedule the meeting for another time once I'm better, right? Yeah. And everyone was very encouraging, you know, encouraging, encouraging, encouraging. encouraging. Everyone was very encouraging. Like they were like, oh, don't worry, get better. Like it's not a big issue. But the, but the reason why I think is also one, I didn't leave the meetings till last minute. Like this was meetings for drops in like three months. Yeah. You know, there was no issue pushing it back two or four weeks mm -hmm. even. We could still have enough time to organize everything and be okay, right? Yeah. But that's that's the thing. I planned in advance because I knew that I might have particular issues that might hinder me. Mm -hmm. So if you have, if you are an artist and you have maybe particular issues, like uh, maybe you have anxiety or depression or you have, you know, bad mental health or you have bad physical health and you're taking on these commissions, maybe give them a heads up, you yeah. know? Or like give ample time to account for like, if something does come up that like is unprecedented and like you weren't expecting, give yourself like that leeway time. And like, if let's say you, mm -hmm. you go through like a commission period and like nothing pops up, then you just finish it early. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, the, of course, you can't always be like, you know, oh, but we could never predict this, right? But if you know that you're someone who has these issues or may be yeah. prone to these issues, you know, there's nothing wrong with planning in advance or even just telling your uh, your commissioner that, you know, like, hey, I might have these issues yeah. in the future. Just a heads up. It might be delayed because of this. But I promise I'll get to it when I can, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I Honestly, think that's all what people so want. Many, that's all so that people want. So many issues can be solved if people just communicated all people want is just to be in the know of what's happening. I think yeah. that's the biggest issue. Yeah. It's like, you really, like, end of the day, you really don't need anything, like, super fancy to, like, make your commissions look professional or whatnot. As long as you are being professional yourself and mm -hmm. telling your clients what's going on with your current status and working on the things that you, you were paid to work on, <laughs> you know, then I think that's that's ample enough professionalism. You don't yeah. need to have a website. You don't need to have a Trello if you're doing what you promised you were going to do and then communicating when that promise isn't going to be met, that's all that people want, you know? Yes. It's really that easy. Mm -hmm. And stop taking 30 people on wait list. That's unnecessary. Don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, that's me talking from the heart. No, that's me talking from my experience as well. I, Wait, did I your just... artist also take like 30 commissions? Yeah. And then it was like a year had gone by. I still hadn't heard a word from them. 
And then um, I saw that they opened up commissions again. I'm like, yo, wait, where's my commission? Like, you're opening again, but I didn't get mine back yet. Yep. And I then remember I haven't, it was the same for me. I haven't heard of them since. So I don't know what happened to them. The last the message for me. Um, the last message I sent was dot 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 hello question mark. It <laughs> <laughs> was August of last year. Oh <laughs> god! I just sent him another message like, "Hey, it's it's been like almost two years now. What's going on?" Hello, <laughs> like, hello, <laughs> hello, Please? hello. Two hello? question marks. <laughs> you should add like you should add another ellipses. Add like six dot dot dots. <laughs> just keep it going like every yeah, like just six keep months it going. make it longer and longer <laughs> the thing is with chargebacks uh with paypal and chargebacks you only have 180 days right mm -hmm. yeah yeah and even with a chargeback like the thing with oh my god the thing with god this would this would honestly leeway so well into cancel culture <laughs> the thing with chargebacks is that like People don't know the full story, right? And especially on Twitter, there's this, especially on Twitter in commission culture, mm -hmm. there's this idea that the artist is the saint, the artist is the hardworking one, the artist is never wrong stuff, right? That's what I mean by I think the, the dynamic has shifted. Yeah. Before it was all about client, now it's all about artist, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing is with a chargeback is it's public. It shows your real name. Mm. It, it shows you know it, you give the artist so much power yeah. in calling you out on twitter.com and then now you're the villain for literally just wanting what you paid for you know yeah. it's really difficult which is why i think it's just we should follow the skeb we should follow the skeb process okay if but can you, i just say it's also so telling when an artist doesn't communicate but the moment you charge a char like you follow a chargeback um they like they respond immediately yeah it's so telling. I've personally never had to file a chargeback. I simply forget about things. And so, like, honestly, I could be missing commissions. I don't remember. I, <laughs> <laughs> am I being totally honest? It's very possible. I know I sent... I have a commission. Um, They did uh, They did some gifts for you as well. I just, like, I, I'll get it when I get it, I guess. Wait, what? <laughs> you know the gift commissions that you got a while ago? They're really cute. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I, I commissioned yeah, yeah. the same uh -huh, person. Uh -huh. I, I, I think it was in Jan. I think it was in January. It could have been December. I don't remember when I gave them money. That's a little bit concerning. Yeah, I'll I think like I'll get it when I get it. I will say I think that's one of the things that artists. Um, I think this is one of the things I've noticed a lot of artists do poorly is overcommitment. And I'm also yes. guilty of this. I am an entirely guilty of this. Cause like, I remember at one point, right? I posted a stinger, right? Mm -hmm. And that stinger blew up hey, in yo. the sense of like, like it got like crazy views. It wasn't even that like crazy or anything, but a lot of people like the aesthetic, a lot of people like the style. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly people saw that my commissions were open. And I got a huge influx of commission requests. Mm. And I was like, this is an opportunity I can't pass up. So I overcommitted. Ah, you're and like, then, I need the money. Yeah, and I was like, I need the money. So I overcommitted and I took on way more than I could feasibly handle instead yeah. of just putting people on a wait list because I was scared that they would just leave, you know? Mm. I think that is one thing a lot of artists have fault in. And I'm speaking from experience in the sense of like, it's very easy to overcommit when you feel like there's an opportunity you can't miss. Yeah. And I think that might've been what happened with your commissioner because I commissioned them when <laughs> yeah, they I had like- 
Yeah, when when they had like maybe six retweets on that post, right? Yeah, and then that post blew up. Because they're then, good. They're good yeah, art. Yeah, because they're good. They're good <laughs> emotes. They're really cute. Yeah. So I'm just waiting. I honestly like I can't remember his name, so I'll get it when I get it. I can I can email it, not email it to you. I can I can uh, send I'm you. I'm pretty the sure in his TOS, he's like, "Don't bother me until it's done." Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure, like that's like in the TOS somewhere, like more professionally. But it's like, don't like ask for updates. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that's there. <laughs> God damn, I should put that in the Moogie Martinez. <laughs> Just don't fucking bother me. <laughs> You'll get it when you get it. No, shut up. <laughs> but I mean, like, listen, listen. You don't have to like it, but I mean, it's there. <laughs> it's on me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and honestly, I will say, like, I think that's also another fault of a lot of clients. Yeah. Not to say that it's your fault. I'm not saying that. I just, sorry. The the, seg- the segue was not very... No, no, it, it's completely my fault for just commissioning no, no. people. I'm so sorry for supporting <laughs> artists. I will never do it again. <laughs> well, the segue was supposed to be, I think it's a lot of fault of uh, commissioners of not reading the TOS. Oh, yeah. Um, Because people, people will like... Like, I think get angry at the fact like, oh, why can't I ask for revision? It's like, oh, it was in my TOS. I don't do revisions, you know? And if you don't agree with that, just don't commission the artist. Oh, yeah. Dude, I like read the TOS. If I feel like the moment I see four to six months, I'm like, I'm not commissioning this person. Mm -hmm. Instantly. I'm like, I'm not I'm not waiting that long. I don't want this that long. I I want instant gratification. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I will say that that's a that's a fault of a lot of um. Mm -hmm clientele is that they just don't read tos they just don't read period i ha- oh my god the number of fo- <gasps> can i just say sorry repressed memory just came back to me yeah can I- the number of people who had messaged me in dms being like oh can i ask if your prices or your commissions opened if you go to my twitter profile <laughs> in my name it says commissions closed hey Moogie, are your commissions open right now <laughs> I don't do commissions anymore. Hey Moogie, hey Moogie. I saw this one post from three years ago where you said commissions open. I just wanted to check and make sure, like, are they still open? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really use overlays or anything, but I was like kind of thinking that I would just like want one. So like, no, no, you just, you, just, you kind of think you just want to waste my time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just come to my DMs and ask if they're open and just leave. <laughs> like, hey, hey Moogie, are your DMs open? And that's it. <laughs> Yeah, you can't stop me if I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. You think it's a good time for intermission? Um, Yeah, let's do intermission. Hi, everyone. This is Moogie of Moogie Mail, a podcast of two content creators and streamers talking about how they navigate the world of modern content creation and internet culture. You can watch our podcast live on Twitch at Migi Mail Podcast every Friday at 8 p.m. EST, where you can also join the live audience and talk to us during our exclusive intermissions. We both thank you so much for listening to Migi Mail, and please enjoy the rest of the episode. Hello, boys, girls, they, thumbs, moms, dads, back in town. <laughs> <laughs> Today we have Matt from Arizona, not actually from Arizona. <laughs> what if he's actually from Arizona? Not actually from Arizona. Disclaimer, disclaimer. If you are from Arizona, keep it shut. 
<laughs> Do you think this is why some people are turning to AI right for the quick turnaround and cheaper prices? Um, yes and no. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Because I think... I think the general consensus of AI art is still AI art bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think people who are going to spend their money on something they want, like, professionally done are going to go to a program mm-hmm. that will do it for them in, like, two seconds. Because it doesn't feel special anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like a lot of people get art because it's special. I think um, a lot of people who are using or turning to AI art are more or less people who always wanted to be artists without putting in the actual effort to be an artist. Where it's like they've always wanted to create art but just never like had time or effort to like actually like grind for it to get to like that mm-hmm. skill level that they wanted. And it's kind of like almost like a cheat code to like get what they want and like get like the anime girl that they want. But yeah, I don't think it'll overtake like at least like the commission culture side of like artists. I think in a corporate setting, a hundred percent it's gonna mm-hmm. take over. It's cheaper. Money talks over lives in corporations. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say that. Profit wise, it's so much more accessible for corporations. Mm-hmm. But like in the sense of like commission culture, I think a lot of people get commissions for the sense of wanting like to get something interpreted by a human because they want their character like or their uh i don't know like a fan art done in this person's style you know yeah and i think that's the main motivation for a lot of commissions Mm -hmm. on like the commissioning culture sphere whereas in corporations it's like the main motivation is just how fast can you get it done you know and yeah, yeah and money exactly and like like uh oh my god like stuff like there's like online my mom, actually, not to dox my mom, but and my mom actually recently commissioned a uh, book cover on an AI oh. website. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And I had to explain to her about, like, why it's considered to some degree theft, you know? Yeah. And she was like, I don't get it. Why is this theft? Isn't it just uh. like original, you know, images? that's just made by a computer and i was like no where do you think those images come from i think it's really hard for people to understand who aren't like ingrained kind of in art culture yeah but that's the thing it feeds on ignorance you know what i mean and it feeds on ignorance of people who don't know how to navigate these sort of things and it's like oh it's cheap you know Mm -hmm. but um, so yeah raya put up a uh yeah it was raya uh, put up a good point. Uh, people who get into AI art are those who never intended to commission an artist in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's totally valid. And you can, like, I think AI art has been getting a lot better recently where at first glance you can't really tell. But if you look a little deeper, you can generally be like, oh yeah, this is like AI art. But there's something like slightly off about it. And I know that they're going to get better to the point where we won't be able to decipher. But I don't know, like... It's like the really like kind of like flat face and then a really detailed body is like kind of like the uh, the telltale sign of AI art. I think another telltale sign of AI art is um, there's a specific coloring style that I've noticed. Mm. It's like the 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 way that the shadows are shaded, where there's almost like a slight outline. Yeah. In the shadow, and then like the 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 point in which the the light and the shadow meet, there's like a grain. There's like mm-hmm. a grain overlay. That's like how you can kind of tell it's AI art. And also, why are they always wet? I don't know, man. They're always wet. Like, okay. I don't know. Genuinely, I thought the last career to go was going to be the arts with AI. 
I, I don't know why. I just thought art was like something that, you know, you need a human touch. You need like a little mm-hmm. a little sprinkle, like a little pizzazz of a human. <laughs> and it's the first one to get going. Like, hello. No, for fucking real, dude. <laughs> like, for fucking real. I thought like coding was going to go first. I thought like automation, like, you know, like we're not going to need like cashiers or anything. Like self-checkout's a thing. But like, no, nah, man, it's the artists that are going first. Like our luxury services. Like, what is this? I think it's... It, it's the issue of like a the, it's the issue of lack of copyright laws mm. um i think that's the reason why art's going first yeah because end of the day like the reason why art i think in itself is special is because everyone has their own unique touch right yeah like no one's brain is going to work the same way as someone else's like no matter like even if you directly try to copy a style you're mm-hmm. still going to have like minute differences just because of the way that, you know, like your brain processes things and mm-hmm. sees colors and like determines where you want to put shadows and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, there's no copyright on a style. There's no copyright on, you know, even images. Mm-hmm. Like if you put it on the Internet, it's free reign. Oh, yeah. There was like For- this one celebrity who like. They didn't even have the own copyright to their own face because like a paparazzi took the photo and they had the yeah. right to like the mm-hmm, image, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is mind boggling. Like that is like that person in that picture. Like how do they not have the rights to that? There's a in the arts world, especially like speaking from a fine arts perspective, there's a lot of issues with copyright. Like I remember we learned about this one case in my uh, art history class where um, there's this one artist who basically did a performance piece in which he rented out a okay i think what i think it's i think it's fucking hilarious but it was also like a, a show to, to basically say that copyright is fucked and the laws surrounding art are non-existent mm-hmm. but basically what happened was there was this one artist he sets up a gallery in a uh, in chelsea which is basically this big gallery area in new york mm-hmm. and then uh this other artist buys a gallery or rents out a gallery across from that other the the artist the, the first artist oh god oh, does he just copy then, it <laughs> no 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 he does one better he steals the artwork from the first artist gallery puts it in his own gallery no. and called it a performance piece no and guess what he didn't get arrested because it was quote unquote part of the art no okay i'm gonna go rob a bank for the art bit like, it's going to go into a museum. There was a big discourse of how far can you go for art yeah. kind of thing, right? But it's also the idea that, like, it, it, there's so little protection over what you create. Okay, I'm so sorry. He stole the fucking artwork. He just took it. Yeah. <laughs> so- he just took it. <laughs> he, he went into the art studio. He's like, um, you're coming home with me. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming home with me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. But yeah, right. It's it's pretty insane that like like these sort of things happen. And then there's also like when we talked about this happening, we were also like this was like a haha funny moment, right? Yeah. But on the other not so haha funny side of fine arts, like Damien Hurst. Damien mm. Hurst is this big artist, right? He literally makes millions off his work. And guess what? He has unpaid intern who does like most of his work for him. Yeah. His most famous piece, which is like this one piece, which is like a bunch of polka dots on the fucking mm-hmm. canvas. All of those polka dots were not drawn by him. They were drawn by his interns. And they didn't get a single ounce of credit for that. That's so crazy. I mean, because he like was just a person in power. Yeah, exactly. God, it's really, it really is just a big issue. Whoever has more money just fucks over everyone else. It really is. And the issue is within, like, I think, like, the issue is within the fine arts world, it segments 
all the way to commissioning culture as well. Yeah. Because it's like, it's not just people in fine arts who are affected by the lack of copyright laws. It's also everyone else on the internet who does it for a hobby, who does their freelancing, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because it's just like, they're, they, no one in power wants to make these laws because yeah. then it would give them less power, you know? <sighs> Guys, eat the parliament. <laughs> <laughs> Revolt! Revolt! Time to cause a revolution. Pitchforks! <laughs> Time to get our un unpaid interns to start working. <laughs> like, hey guys, go go cause a revolution for us, please. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Oh my it's... god, that's insane. But that's what I mean. The reason I think why AR art is so uh like prevalent and why it's the first thing to like basically take advantage of the the medium itself. Mm -hmm is because there's no rules against it. Yeah. It's like, I think with the idea of replacing human labor in a sense of like uh, coding, right? Mm -hmm. There's liability. That's the thing. It's mm -hmm. like, what if something happens with the code? Like, what if they work for cybersecurity and then something wrong goes on with cybersecurity with the code that this AI made? Then who do we blame? Who do we persecute, you know? Yeah, but with art, it's because it's a luxury. They exactly, can afford, right. Like, if mistakes happen, it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> God, we live in a society. Sucks, man. We live in a fucking society. <laughs> Want to move to the next question? Yeah, yeah. Number 29 by NA. You did not put your question. So I'm going to assume the entire nation of North America submitted <laughs> this question. There are some YouTube content creators I like because of their content, but they are constantly asking for follow, subs, and likes. At what point do you think it's become it becomes really annoying? Um, I think, okay, when it comes to YouTube specifically, like for the algorithm's sake, you do have to start every video like, hey guys, subscribe, hit that like, like button, comment down below. I think that that's like the generic one, but they go beyond that. Like that's a little, it's a little much, but um, I think it's funny for the bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, no, but it actually works. Like that's the problem. When you say, hey guys, remember to like hit that subscribe button. Like I shit you not as someone who posts on YouTube pretty regularly, the videos where you say it do better than the videos where you don't say it. And it really, it's annoying. Like, I don't want to say it, but it does better. And it's like mm. unfortunate, but like, that's just like how it is. But, um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but no, no. If we segue this into like, okay, let's say on Twitch and people who are like actually like begging for like subs on Twitch that's cringe dude i was watching this one video and um it was a tiktok streamer and she <laughs> she ended her stream because she's like if everyone here just sent me a dollar like i'd have enough money and then she's like you guys are too poor for me and she just oh. ended it straight oh. <laughs> oh my god but honestly that audacity i respect it like oh to, my god to be that like Okay, okay, at that point, that has to be a bit, right? That has to be a bit. There's no way that's serious, right? That has to be a bit. I don't know, man. It didn't feel like a bit. It didn't feel like one. But, like, I think it's fun sometimes, or I think it's really funny for the bit when you're like, oh, guys, hey, guys, ah, ha, 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 like, subscribe, please. But, um... People who like consistently have donathons or consistently have subathons or consistently have like, oh, I'm behind on rent this month. Oh, I suddenly need to pay for things that I have to pay every single month, but this month it's too much. And it's like constantly having reasons to like kind of like shill out their their community. 
I don't know, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I think in my perspective, if the thing that they're asking for does not require any monetary action on the viewer, mm-hmm. you can ask it as much as you want. I yeah. don't give a shit. You know, like if you like my one of my favorite creators, Slimesicle, right? Yeah. His whole bit in the very beginning, he does this like a whole he does like a whole bit. Like he'll be like, there's some slippy goopers here who haven't subscribed. <laughs> and then he'll show the thing and it'll start like doing this whole bit where like he gets like like transport into the back rooms because people yeah. didn't subscribe, you know? And I think it's funny because he makes it dramatized, right? Mm-hmm. And he does it at the beginning and end of his streams and the beginning and end of his uh, YouTube videos and yeah. stuff. And I think it's fucking hilarious. And I'm not going to lie. I subbed because of that, <gasps> you know? You actually subscribed? I subbed because I was like, oh, fuck, this guy's so funny. I'll give him a sub, you know? But the thing is, I think, like, with things like that, it's not, it's, it's not like asking for too much i think yeah like especially especially because they're not requiring you to do anything crazy yeah you're not pulling out your credit card to hit the subscribe button yeah exactly and like if you want you know followers and you want your viewers to follow because they enjoy the content i don't Mm -hmm. think that's a bad reminder to give yeah because a lot of people don't follow they don't (laughs) subscribe even though they watch every single video on that person's channel um i feel called out no, I'm calling myself out right now. <laughs> because I think I went through watching, like, all of, like, Curtis Connor's videos. Like, I think I watched, like, for a solid two weeks before I hit subscribe button. And, like, it took me, like, a solid, like, two weeks of, like, okay, I like this guy's content. And then I'm like, well, he gets an extra greeting at the, at the beginning of every video for those who subscribe. So I'll just hit subscribe so I can get the extra greeting. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, a lot of algorithms work in a way where it's, like, you don't have to subscribe to keep seeing their content. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes because you enjoy it, like, YouTube just knows you enjoy it and mm-hmm. they'll just keep, like, referring it to you. But, like, I think, like, my my issue with people who are, like, consistently about follows, subs, and likes is that if it gets to the point where it almost feels like they're only doing it for that purpose mm-hmm. and they don't care about their own content. Because I've seen people on, like, TikTok, the the... the few times that i've scrolled through tiktok i think it'll be like like oh guys click that follow button now click the follow button now we're it's almost so there cringe. guys almost there you know on like tiktok specifically i don't know why it feels extra cringe i can't handle it on tiktok yeah but like that kind of stuff is like where it's like why are you even doing this you know yeah like like why why are you doing this if your content isn't something you care about mm-hmm. i think that's when it gets annoying for yeah. me, or I don't it care. Overtakes the actual content. I don't care if a if a creator is trying to get followers, trying to get subs and likes. Mm-hmm. Like if they are saying like, "Hey guys, can you please subscribe? Please follow." You know, really helps me out. Blah blah blah. If they say it at the beginning of every video, at the end of every video, like I don't care. Yeah, because I can skip through that. It's easy to skip through that. <laughs> One arrow quick click. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, exactly. It's not a big deal. But it's also like if that starts overtaking your own content and you start losing the quality of your content because you're so focused on these follows or these metrics and whatnot, then it becomes like, what are you really doing this for? You know, mm-hmm. the viewer starts questioning what this creator is doing this for. Yeah. Um, did you ever were you ever in the era of follow for follow, Mina? Um, I yes. Yes. They still exist. <laughs> <laughs> they they are still there. It's so funny. I feel like they're they've migrated a lot to TikTok because I go through TikTok comments oh, really? sometimes because I like to read the comment section. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And it's always like, especially like the art TikToks where everyone's like, "Oh my god, I'm also an artist. Follow for follow. Uh, we should become artist moots. Oh, 
God, they're always like, so oh, weird. we should become art moods. We should become oh, mutual. So yeah, it's super big on Instagram, dude. Oh. In the cosplay scene, it's so big in the cosplay scene. Really? No, there's this, they're not even, it's not even follow for follow. I have seen people who don't even follow each other do share post for share post. Because you know how you have Instagram stories, oh, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like they'll take the post that they make and they'll share it. And then that person in turn will also share your post. Bruh. And they don't even follow each other. It's just like a like a mutual share your audience with each other kind of thing. You might as well follow each other at that point. Yeah, right. But it's 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 just so weird because that's when it gets it's like kind of concerning where it's like, what are you doing your content for? Yes. You know? You know, are you doing this for a metric or are you doing this for the actual fact that you enjoy the content? Mm-hmm. And I think it can be shown just like through the content itself. You can you can mm-hmm. tell when there's love in content, when there's like not. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. the viewers can also also get that feeling as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. <sighs> I will say though, mm-hmm. um, the people who do take advantage of viewer sympathy and viewer like uh generosity, like they're scummy. That's scummy. That's not even cringe at that point. No, it's, it's just scummy. fucking scummy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a scam. That's a real mm-hmm. scam. God, people not gonna say the name who have subathons every <laughs> not month. gonna say the name. <laughs> every freaking month and the milking their communities to like the nth degree because they can like bruh i was having this conversation with my chat a while back about Mm -hmm. how like it's like if you're a streamer who you know is typically you know someone who doesn't ask for these things yeah and you care about your community care about your content right and you suddenly get into a crisis that leaves you needing money or needing monetary funds right like I don't think like either my or your community would feel bad about doing a donathon if we actually needed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing though. Like people take advantage of that generosity mm-hmm. and they try to like like up the ante on their situation or make up situations that don't exist in order to take advantage of that, you know, generosity. Yeah. And it sucks because it's like the people in these communities are probably just nice people who want to help out. Mm-hmm. And especially because like um oh shit i think i forgot exactly what i was gonna say um it left me completely (laughs) it completely left my mind understandable understandable yeah it's it's just weird because it's like i think about it some i i remember i was talking to my chat about it and i was like chat if i were to get into like a car crash and desperately needed money Mm -hmm. like i needed 10k for surgery would you guys give it and everyone was like yeah of course like of course we would try to help right yeah yeah but then it's like, okay, what if I told you I was faking it, you know? Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well. And it was like, it was kind of like one of those, like, now think about that in all the people who do donathons, mm-hmm. like, every single month. And really, like, question if they're actually going through these things, you know? Yeah, like the validity of, like, the statement. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's, you, it's like one of those things that it's like, you don't want to question because you don't want to think that someone's, like, shitty enough to lie about those things. Mm-hmm. But, but people are shitty on the internet. People are shitty, man. I think that's also why, like, before you give money to a content creator, like, you're never going to know the person 100%. Like, yes, you guys could watch, like, both of our streams. You could watch Mickey Mail. You could you could feel like you know us 100%. But, like, you don't. You know, maybe, like, 60 to 70% of, like, us as, like, a true being. Just because mm-hmm. we do have, like, sides of ourselves that we don't show to stream. And, like, you have to decide for yourself, like, do you find this person trustworthy? Like, this is, like, your money that you are choosing to put into someone else's hands. Like, make sure that you're not just, like, giving it away willy-nilly. Like, make sure, like, I don't know, like, 
if you want to just like throw it away i mean like go for it but i don't know like think a bit before you like donate like, especially like large amounts just because like there are people who will take advantage of communities and mm-hmm. take advantage of like people's generosities and you just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you don't want to get finessed on the internet it's kind of cringe bro sucks man <laughs> i've been i've been finessed on the internet before <laughs> have you really i have there was a uh, this uh, <laughs> and ah uh, shucks man guess where it was in the utaita community uh, uh, well then <laughs> i don't think i've told you about this before um it's actually he became an eiji sanji vtuber i feel like you might have told me about this uh i'm not gonna say the name uh. but there is a Niji Sanji VTuber. I will say they to mask the gender. Yes. Um, but Screw them. There's, there's someone that uh, basically made this huge post about like how their partner was manipulative. You know, they were struggling financially and stuff like that because they had like uh, stolen stuff from them. Mm-hmm. And I I felt really bad. And I was like, oh, like I, I'll try to help out as much as I can. You know, I so I gave them like, I think, $50 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then this said partner was chased off basically from the Utaite scene, like never to be seen again. Yeah. Kind of like off the platform, just like disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. They come back two years later with a full document debunking everything oh my God. that was called out about them in the previous uh in the previous call up by this yeah. uh, other 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 Utaite. Yeah. And I felt really bad because I was like, holy shit, like I I, I I fell, you know. I fell yeah, yeah, for yeah. the I fell for the the facade, and it sucked because by that point no one cared. Mm, yeah, because because everyone already passed and the internet moved timeline a passed. Too quickly. The timeline passed. That person that Utaite graduated became yeah. Niji Sanji. No one cared anymore, and it sucks. Yeah, Ugh. man. Yeah, I sucks. got finessed, man. You got finessed. Shit sucks. I've only I got finessed out of fifty bucks. I think I've only ever gifted to like close friends or like bows. I've mm-hmm. given I've given bows subs. I love bows' content. But yeah. I haven't gotten finesse just yet. I've gotten finesse on art, but that's different. We love a good scam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But don't you love it when people do donathons saying that they, they can't pay rent and then they post a $300 skeb? <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I feel like people have misconstrued the term poor so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like, oh, no, I'm too poor. I can't buy a PS5. It's like, that you're not poor. You just don't have the money for it right now. That There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> There's a huge difference, man. I'm sorry you can't buy this luxury item that's not a necessity to live. But, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It is what it is. I saw that you're getting a PS5. Yeah, I'm we excited. Got, yeah. We could play PS5s together. I need to actually turn on my PS5. My my second console. Hey, yo. Aside from the Switch, yeah. right? Yeah, I have a Switch. Yeah. And I only have two games on it. Uh, Remember when you watched me play a game on my Switch instead of you? Yeah, that was crazy, man. That was great. I had a great time. I I had a great time. Just saying. I feel like I actually use my Switch quite like often, like more regularly than I don't turn on my PS5. I, I can't say that I do. <laughs> I think I have franchises that are Nintendo exclusives that I really enjoy, like Xenoblade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, mm-hmm. I like I tend to like go hard on those, or like I played Pokemon. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Fire Emblem. I speed ran that shit. Yeah, I don't have an interest in any of those, sadly. Uh, you see, they're anime dating sims. That is what I look I need- for. I th- oh my god, we were talking about this big tangent, big tangent, but we were talking about this yesterday about like basically different fanfiction tropes that we like. Uh, I want to do a topic on that one day. We should do that. We should really do that. I am the fanfiction yeah. master. You it called me so out funny. for reading fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> I sent Mina a meme last night. I forgot what it said. Um, but it was like after I got I offline to go to sleep. So I was yeah, like, Mina, oh, Mina went offline. She was going to go to bed. And then I sent her a screenshot that said, babe, please sleep. And then the other, the other like little chibi says, I can't, babe. I have to read fanfic. <laughs> and I was like, this is you. This is fucking you. And then, and then I was like, how did you know? And I sent Mugi a screenshot <laughs> of the fanfiction I was currently reading at that moment. <laughs> like, I was in bed reading it. I was like, how do you know? <laughs> she was so funny. <laughs> You know the worst part? I was rereading that fan fiction. I've already read it like 12 times. I love that specific thing. You're valid. You're valid. I have reread fanfics before. Yeah. The content. I think, um, I will say though, uh, like I was just thinking when you were saying like, oh, I like Nintendo franchises. Like, yeah. I think that's a big indicator of like the type of media that we both consume. Like the different types uh, of media we both consume. Yeah. Because like yesterday when we were talking, I was like, like Mina was saying, like, oh, I like to read the fluffy shit, the happy stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I want angst. Yeah, you're like, I want to be sad. <laughs> I want to be fucking sad. Give me the fucking hurt. <laughs> no, I'm like, if, if it's just hurt, no comfort, I'm not opening it. I'm not reading it. Like, there needs to be the comfort there. I need to be I need to be happy at the end of the story. Otherwise, I'm not going to get invested. I and- like realism. <laughs> <laughs> Real life can be happy. <laughs> Real life cannot be happy. <laughs> damn but yeah we should we should make that a topic i feel like that'd be fun oh my god we should bring on like uh, a guest for that i feel like that'd be fun as well can we both pick really cringy fan fictions and make each other read them oh god or we can make chad gpt write a fan fiction about us let's make chad gpt because i don't know if i want to share the fan fiction i read with you guys oh why not i have my reservations <laughs> I tell you guys all the things I'm into I with fan have my fiction. Reservations, all I, right? I, I spare nothing with you guys. The things that I read may not be stream appropriate. Oh, I mean, like, same. Oh, you meant with stream, not with us, right? Like, not with me. Yeah. Oh. No, I don't think I feel comfortable sharing it with you guys either. Oh, honestly. okay. Well, well, fuck me, am I right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I... If you guys asked me to send you some questionable fanfic, I would go searching for you. I would go find one for you. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, I feel like this stuff I read is a little, it's a little, it's a little, I, I don't know. I also, but no, Moogie, but I also read fucked up shit. And you know I, I read fucked I, up shit. I, I have to maintain. Um, what image? I have to maintain my image. Thank you. What image? <laughs> What image? You've shat in my toilet. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll do it again. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, we're getting off topic. We should save this for the actual next podcast episode or whatever that is. Next week, we're going to talk about AI. Yes, next week is going to be AI. Okay, I'll I'll say the outro. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, 
Oh wait, wrong one. Um. <laughs> what? Wait, what did you read? There's a, what? I'm sorry. I went to YouTuber mode for a second. Um. Um. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us both streaming at our respective Twitch channels at twitch.tv slash nagamimugi, N-A-G-A-M-I-M-U-G-I, and twitch.tv slash minaoyama, M-I-N-A-A-O-Y-A-M-A. You can also find Miggy Mail live at twitch.tv slash Podcast every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, where you can join us and a live audience in the recording of these podcasts. Thank you once again for coming and have a great time zone. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. <laughs>